Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine's food editor, Stephanie March, and local foodie, Stephanie Hansen, no food. It's all about food, fun, food, frivolity, and food. Talking about everything happening at the Minnesota State Fair, it's podcast on a stick. Here's the Stephanie's. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Podcast on the Stick. This is the Minnesota State Fair, day number seven. I'm Stephanie March, the food and dining editor at Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. I'm Stephanie Hansen, the eater at stephaniesdish.com. And today is Wednesday, August 29th, which makes this what? Day Eight seven. And a hump day. And a hump and day. We're halfway. Like we're over we're halfway. Over halfway. We are into the second half of the fair. We're kind of on the uh, on the slide. We're on the giant slide about at the tip midsection. Oh, I was not to digress, but I did the giant slide for the first time this year. I'd never done the giant slide. Declan, our producer, is giving You've me the You've never done face? the giant slide? No, never had. And it was so fun. I had such a blast. I screamed the whole way down. P.S. When you said not to digress, this entire podcast is, is digression. digressions. <laughs> and I just want you guys to be aware of that coming in because it has actually been one of the funnest things about the State Fair is sitting here doing these podcasts live from different sites at the fair. Today we are at the Peg, which Home I don't know if the you guys know. the famous Peg Muffin and famous Peg Burger, apparently. And the only, the only full-service restaurant at the fair which it's only it only makes sense that Steph and I who spend a lot of time talking about food that we actually broadcast from the only full service restaurant right. both of us worked in the restaurant business yeah have long histories of service in our background <laughs> did you hear that yeah yeah and the giant size let's just talk about that yeah no it's been uh, it's been a great uh, eating fair uh through the fair. We had some great snacks yesterday. We were in the Coliseum yesterday watching the cows. Oh, yes. And then we walked around and we did some more cheap eating just to kind of get our head around some of the stuff available. You gave me a sort of sneaky cheese curd situation. I don't know if a it's tip. sneaky. Well, it was sneaky for me because I'm always in the food building. I'm waiting in line for the mousetrap cheese curds. And you gave me another spot that didn't have a line that was much faster. Uh-huh. And frankly, the cheese curds were... Oh, they were equally as good, if not maybe a teeny tiny bit better. Yeah, because they're bigger. And the curds they, were bigger. And they're a little bit less, I don't know, they're, they're a little less, they've got a little bit more batter on them, I guess, is I what I think. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you, the spot is right next to the pretzel house, which is why yes. I've discovered it, is because I'm often waiting in line in the pretzel house while Jake is getting the cheese curds next door. So it's just a little cheese curd stand. It's like a trailer. And I think that for me, waiting, I mean, I love a mouth trap cheese curd which is the one in the food building Wait. which everyone says it's called the mouth trap not the mouse trap just for to be real clear. yes because people have been saying mouth trap and i've been thinking they're just making that up no it's called the mouth <laughs> trap and it's a play on mouse trap but people call it the mouse trap and it's the mouth trap it's one really? of those things there's some of us wow. who are the grammar hounds that feel that we should correct people this is why you're the expert and i'm just the eater although watch <laughs> now i'm all getting paranoid that i should google that and make sure that i'm yeah, right and maybe i'm the wrong one but anyway nonetheless the one in the in the food building to me is i'm Look, great, and they have a great system. I just, the crowds in the food building can get so claustrophobic. Yeah, and you're waiting. It is so thick and hot in there on a hot day. I can't do it. So I had to develop an alternate route. So that was a a good bite for me yesterday. Yeah. Hey, I want to talk a little bit about a little food controversy that's going on. Please. A little scandal that we haven't touched on. Because we've had the scandal. Well, there's been a few. Should we talk about the food scandals? We're going to talk about the food scandal that is uh, the peach food scandal. I have to move all my papers because we're at the Peg. It's a full-service restaurant, so... Oh, I do have to pay right yeah, now? Yeah, when okay. they deliver your food at the peg, that's when you're supposed to pay. 
which is right. I All think. right. So we are here. Bones. Yeah. I've got a delicious biscuit. She's, Steph ordered the number three, you guys, which is a biscuit and some eggs. And the biscuits and are apparently brown. famous. Well, I don't know what isn't famous at the peg. Basically, if you're famous or... One thing you're kind of famous for at all. Yes. Uh, Declan got a ham, a slice of ham, some egg, and a biscuit with some grape jelly. Are you okay with that grape jelly, Declan? Yeah. All right. I like it. Okay. Let's so talk let's get about back the to controversy. The There's two. Oh, you're okay. going to talk about one, and I'm going to talk about the other. Okay. I'm going to talk about the peach scandal, which is, of course, the, the, the thing on social media that has come out. So, so the Produce Exchange is doing these grilled peaches this year. They've always had Colorado peaches and these gorgeous peaches for sale. This year, they're grilling them. Uh, they brought in a grill because they expanded their patio, and they are creating um, a, a dish called grilled peach, and you can get it either naked, just as plain old grilled peach, which is cut in half and grilled, or you can get it with a little bit of vanilla yogurt on it. Which I thought that was delicious. Peaches and cream. Yep. Or you can get it with the goat cheese, the herbs, and the honey, which is, of course, designed by Alexander Motz. Alexander Motz, who is uh, the pastry chef at Spoon and Stable. All of those were. But nonetheless, it's a, it's, it's a distinct taste flavor that all the food critics, I think pretty much everybody put it as their number one or number two. Yeah, in we the, liked it. In the listings. So the thing about it is, so we, to everyone comes on that first day. We all take our pictures, yada, yada, yada. Put it up there. Tell everybody it's great. Then they go and get it. And the controversy seems to be that some people are saying, well, now they're only putting half a peach in a bowl instead of two halves topped with all the good stuff. Okay. So the controversy is that they're skimping and they're, people are saying that they're, they're jipping. They cut it down in half and now it's, you're not getting as much. Right. But the truth of the matter is, and I can say, obviously, full disclosure, my son is working at the booth. And so in a weird way, I actually know this better than anybody because I went to go pick him up and I kind of helped him out for a couple little bit when they were so slammed. It's not that they are putting less peaches. It's not like they're taking, cutting a peach in half and only giving you one slice. Right. It is about volume. In the bowl, the smaller peaches, they cut in half and they cut all the peaches in half. If they're smaller peaches, they're going to put the both halves in. But some of these peaches are monstrous. These are these huge globe peaches, and they cut them in half, and the whole one half fills the entire bottom of the bowl. There's not even any room for a second half. For a second in half, the bowl. got it. So, what you're seeing on Instagram and what you're seeing on socials is a, pe- is a picture of a person with a half a peach in the bowl. But if you notice, it's taking up pretty much the whole bowl. So here's the thing. You may not be getting two halves, but you're getting the same volume of peach. So if we weighed two half peaches versus one giant globe peach, the amount of peach ratio yeah. in your bowl would be similar. Is the same. And in fact, you know, I would say that you're getting, you know, the bigger peaches may be juicier, but you're getting more caramelization on the smaller half peaches. So I don't know. I don't know how you win. I mean, like, to me, it's like they're doing... You can look at the peaches while they're there. Like, they're stacked up on the counter, and you can see how huge they are. So, I'm going to um, talk about another scandal. What's the other scandal? Food scandal. Um, we talked at the beginning of this podcast, like day one, day two, about the new situation over at the hangar. It's okay. a new building. It is an aviation building that was repurposed. They've got craft beer flights. They're doing what has been my favorite fair food, which is the uh, pork belly wrapped in bacon on a stick. It's delicious. But they also have a slider flight. Mm-hmm. And the execution on that slider flight was not very good on day one. And we sort of thought we'd give it some time. Yeah, I was, I was willing to give them a little bit of space on that. We went back... Um, for day two. Yeah. Or no, we went back for, what is it? Day, day six. six. You went on day six. And said slider flight has not improved very much. No. Um, 
cold puck of two. Basically, I'll just put it this way. They're pretty much throwing whatever they can in that basket. So whatever you order, if you order a hamburger and you order the pork and you ordered the beef, they just put like two hamburgers in there and they just fill up your basket. And then when so you there's go, three sliders, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. three different get, ones. Yeah, you get there's either so there of the sliders. So you get three in a basket, and you can either choose your protein as a hamburger, mm-hmm. or you can choose a pulled pork, or you can choose a brisket as the protein. And then they have the same toppings for each three, although they don't ever talk about it either. They and they're down to it. so one of the toppings was two French fried onion rings that literally they looked like worms. They were so small. The other one. Um, yeah. Basically, they're just handing you sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean. They got two, we ordered, we got two hamburger patties. We had ordered one of each. Yeah. And when we went to bring it back, they said, that's what you get. Wait, what do you mean? It you, got rude. You didn't get three? You only no. got two in a basket? No, we got three, but oh. they just stuck hamburger patties in there because that's Without what they had. Without any toppings? Yep. Without anything on them? Yep. You're kidding And me. that wasn't what we ordered. Oh, what did you, what had you ordered? We had ordered one of each. Oh, you'd ordered three sliders or... It, I'm so confused. Three in a basket. Yes. You get a beef, a pork, and what's oh, the other I one? I didn't think that they were doing it. They told us on the first day they weren't going to do that. You only had, you could only get either three, three beef burgers, three burgers, three briskets, or three s- pulled porks. Okay. Well, what we got yesterday when we ordered one of each was two hamburgers and a sad pork. And when we showed them our receipt of what they were yeah. like, yeah, sorry, that's what you get. Not nice. Oh, not nice. Bad. So I feel like we may need to regroup on that whole you may situation have to post. next well, year. And I think that they got, I mean, and I, again, it's if one I of those If I post things, that picture, no one will ever go there. So I'm not going to, because well, I don't want to ruin someone's business. But I mean, uh, you have power. You don't have that much power. <laughs> I love you. But people are still going to go if you post that picture. Because people still eat that 250 hamburger that I posted from Mike's, True. <laughs> Mike's hamburger. True. I do believe, though, that they, I understand that they, you know, there are consequences for those kind of things, and usually it happens. But think about it. This coming Saturday is the biggest, is always the biggest fair day. And there are plenty of people who haven't been here all week and don't know anything. And they dip into our stuff, and they go, oh, my God, I don't know. It looks like this is good or whatever. And so, you know, finding those kind of moments, it's they'll, they won't know until they get there and do it. All right, fine. I'll post the sad I mean, I think you should. The and sad I think picture you should say so that everyone can moment. see it. I think what's unfortunate about it is... Everyone has like big days and, you know, you need to regroup and you need to retool. Like we talked about how at Minnesota Wine they had two skewers of uh, marinated fruit. Great example. And they heard everyone sort of like, huh, two skewers. That really wasn't worth $9. So they put another skewer in there. You evolve. You change. And as we get to the second half of the fair... People are reinvigorating their staff. You know, it's a long 12 days. I was just talking to one of the people, and she said, uh, she's like, oh, no, I'm all in with, like, okay, three days left, four days left, five days. And she's like, we talk about, like, okay, three days down, you know. Yeah, because you want to inspire your staff. Well, and they are here. I mean, most of them are here from sunup to sundown every day. Like, they don't take the day off that we sometimes take. Okay, so when each pig gets pregnant, do they get pregnant by the normal way? Uh, not anymore. Like, so they're anymore. they're inseminated. Yeah. Okay. So then the pig gets pregnant, and you know if the pig gets pregnant because it starts growing, or do you do like a pee test, like a human would? Uh, yeah, you can see with like a boar. 
Okay. Then you inseminate them, and then you like preg check them, so, like a pregnancy test. Preg check. I like that. Okay. <laughs> and then when you are gonna have the babies, is there a small litter and then a gigantic litter? Like, what's the range? Um, like born alive kind of depends on genetics and stuff. Okay. 20 born alive. And then, are there some that are born dead? Yeah. Sad. Like, usually with every litter, are there some? Mm, sometimes. Okay. Yeah, just depends. Depends on the pregnancy. And this pig we're looking at is gigantic, from Pipestone, uh, from uh, System, right? And this pig that's here, about how much you think that pig weighs? Okay, and the little piglets are super cute. How long does it take them to get to the size of the 300-pound pig? Like six months. That's it? Six to seven months. 300 probably would be like seven to eight. But okay, they're... Months, they can be around 280 pounds. Okay, I have been... I have had a child. I have breastfed. There is a pig in there that cannot be more annoying. Like, he's just nuzzling that nipple and chowing and chowing. Like, if that was your child, you would just... Yeah, you'd be like, get off. It was just going to town. Do you know the pig I'm talking about? Smart. You've been looking at it the entire time. She's cute. She just is, like, a little nuzzling, but honestly. Hungry. Yeah, all the other ones... like, a pecking order, so they usually nurse off of one teat. Always the same one? Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. Yep. So the mom even knows, like, oh, that one's coming towards me again. This is awful. She just made a little sound. I think someone did. Okay, so that pig could end up being the biggest pig in the litter. We just don't know. Yeah. They're real cute. And then they just get sleepy and they're tired. How many times a day do they nurse? Whenever they're hungry, I don't know. So does it just, could it just go on all day for the mom? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a lot. All right. Well, they're... They usually kind of nurse at the same time because they're all and then they kind of sleep, I would assume. Yeah, half of them are, like, passed out, like, okay, I'm full. Yep. So cute, but not the aggressive one. The aggressive one is still there. Fully nudging mom. It's kind of cute, though. It's, like, half nudging for milk and half just, like, hey. Sleepy. My name's Charlie. I'm still here, just in case. Don't forget me. Has he been doing this for, like, all this time? No, she's laughing. Yeah, okay, now he's, like... Okay, he's almost drunk looking. Like, he's probably... Yeah, he's his eyes are getting sleepy, but he's still nudging the mom aggressively on the nipple. But, like, you feel like at some point he's just literally going to fall over. It's almost happening. His legs are getting weak. Oh, my gosh. How hilarious. Okay, the mom behind me said that's what you used to do to her son because she knows. Because, yeah, we breastfed, you breastfed. This is exactly what happens. Yep. Yep, and they're very aggressive because yeah, they're hungry. Do they get thrush? Do they get thrush? Do they get thrush? Like yeasty nipples, like real moms do in real life. <laughs> that little aggressive one. Look, but now he's getting like so tired. He just is gonna get so tired. He's gonna finally fall asleep. It's happening. Oh no no! Ah, oh. this is what happens when you're watching pigs milk. This is a State Fair story live from the Swine Garden. 
I want to uh, call out two people in particular that I feel like have just been doing a great job, and that is Kay, the owner of Sweetie's Cakes. Oh, really? Yeah. She, her you staff her? is upbeat. The product is great. It's really, it's delicious. It's basically cake in a cup. Mug, it's a mug cake. And then they have like toffee pieces and it's topped with whipped cream. It's served warm. It's just delicious. It's like a perfect fair food. It makes you feel so like happy and warm and like your mom just gave you a hug. Yeah. It is, and it's and it is. It's very. She like she was saying, uh, her her little toffee crumbles are made with bacon fat toffee. Yum. Like she's not messing around. Like she's making good stuff from scratch. A lot of people were saying, oh, it's just cake. I think somebody wrote it up as though it's cake mix in a cup. It's it's not. Well, I, I mean, felt like it's better than that. It is better than that. Just because it's prepared in a different way, it doesn't mean that the ingredients aren't real. I thought that was interesting. It's like because it was technically a microwave situation. I was I kind of thought that was an interesting take on it. And she does have a packaged item but that's not the same thing that she's doing I don't yeah think. maybe that's marketing though you know if you have the package it's like maybe it's a fail in that way maybe, maybe. anyway anyway french fry booth always rocks it they get those kids in there with so much energy yep. shaking those fries um yep. walked by there again today it's you know nine thirty this morning and the french fries are rocking and they're having a good time the music is blasting and then i just want to call out the man at the summit booth who is doing flights. You can start getting alcoholic beverages out here at 9 o'clock. I asked a man who was walking by, I was like, hey, can I take a picture of your flight? Because he had kind of a cool tattooed arm. Yeah. And his wife goes, yeah, as long as you don't get his face and the time stamp. Because <laughs> it's 9.37 a.m. in the morning. And he's got his summit flight. But you know what? Vacation. That's Vacation. Right. If, you were, if we were all doing this from a beach in Mexico, no one would think twice about a 9 a.m. cocktail. Just saying. Some of us, this is our vacation. Not me. I'm working. No. Just to be clear, I am working. Um, I, there was uh, something also posted about the number of steps that it oh. took to like work off your pork chop, and it was like eleven or eleven miles you had to walk to work off your pork chop. Something like four okay, miles for horrible. cheese curds. For real? I said we don't need this kind of information. Okay, can we talk about the New York Times article? Did you read it? Um. Did I read the New York Times article about the state fair? Yes, I did. Okay, there was a report, you guys, and you should. Di- the, I, I did link to it in today's. Um, if you go to today on MSPMag.com, we have the Day 7 State Fair Daily, and I do have a link to it there. So if you're looking for it, that's a really quick, easy way to go get it. What has happened is the New York Times sent, well, let's see, this woman moved here, and she writes for the New York Times, or she does. A lot of people do it freelance. They're so stringers, yeah. So they must have pitched it. But she said, uh, the whole title is, A Newbie Does the Minnesota State Fair. And she did it on day one. So she said, I don't know. I have to tell you, her name was Allison Duncan. I'm sure she's, you know, a nice person. But? (laughs) But I always feel like the state fair is baiting us. I feel like ever since Grape Salad Gate, Grape Gate, where they named us, where they said the Grape Salad was our number one Thanksgiving dish, and we freaked out on them as a whole state. And the entire state wrote them letters and notes and swamped their their offices and i feel like ever since that day they're like let's see what we can do to poke minnesotans do you so they <laughs> sent a newbie to the state fair and she kind of walked around and was like meh yeah meh she, she took a glider ride she took she and and didn't say a thing about how it made her feel or anything it was like it was basically like i walked around i ate all day i ate i ate i ate this i ate that i, go, I took a glider ride i didn't do this i went saw this people were doing this but there was no feeling that she got nothing from it and I don't maybe expect a total stranger from New York who's never been here, but 
there's a, something about the spectacle that should at least register as something. And unique to our state and lovely. Well, she kind of mocked the whole butterhead thing, and she, she mocked. Did. I mean, she sort of was like a little bit like, eh. Here's the name of the article and what it should have been. An elitist does the state fair yes. day one. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the worst part is she sort of said that everybody gave her all this advice. Like, oh, you should do this and you should do this. And she did not much of it. No. She sort of like took it as a, like, a grain of salt. But then, I don't know. I, I felt like it was a non-piece. I felt like it was nothing. There was no editorial point of view other than I was here and I walked around. Did you know that Entertainment Tonight also did a feature on the same fair? Yes, with Kevin, whatever. Well, he was here with Zimmern. Yep. So I thought that was interesting. I mean, there are other people who have been filming here, too. I've seen them. Uh, there's a guy who has a late show coming who was about to launch something late, late, late on NBC, some some guy. And maybe it's going to be on yeah, cool. online or something. But he was here doing stuff. I saw him in the, uh, in the, in the grandstand area. So I don't know. I mean, it's not like the Minnesota State Fair is. It's the second largest state fair in the country, you guys. It's not like it's brand new. Two million people. So for her to do this whole thing of like, I came, I saw it, it was there. I don't know. She started, it just was a, uh, that's why I was like, I don't need you to, I don't need her to gush the way that she said we all gush about it. I don't expect that. But I do expect there to be some sort of like nuance to her observations. Or unique experience. Should we... We had a unique experience yesterday. What did we have? Well, we had a couple. Um, where we sat outside the University of Minnesota building oh, yeah. and we watched the um, acapella yeah. group of 17 kids. There were nine of the 17 here. And they did performances. And it was super fun to just watch them. One woman beatboxing with her mouth. Gosh, she could make amazing sounds. Yeah. No, I mean, it was... I mean, and that's just one of those little things. And also, I don't think... Which, what this woman said is that she said that she went on, a, like, she walked around. She went on a, the, the glider ride. Yep. I don't, it doesn't feel like she went into any of the buildings, but then she just ate a bunch of stuff. And she didn't even really even talk about what she ate. She just sort of said, you know, I, I, she said more of to the fact that she skipped the, the Twinkies and she skipped the cornrows. But she said little things of, I think she might have had a Prano Pop. And... And, and she said it was no big deal. Yeah, and, and which it isn't, but it is. Con- yes, it is. But it's contextually yes. something. But that's my problem. Is she? I mean, I wondered if, like, if I would have gone to, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, even just like something in New York. I'm saying, like, what if I would have walked around Times Square and said, you know, never yeah. having been in a city or anything like that, and been like, you know, there's some stores and there's some lights and there's some there's lots of people and some cars. That's what that was the effect of basically and i just felt like what was the point i don't know i, don't I know. was with you i sent it to you i think you didn't you posted it but i had looked at it somebody like like it was online and it was all i mean let me just say that 17 people sent it to me so <laughs> <laughs> but i saw yours first because you posted it on you went I was on twitter just like meh yeah all right i know so there's that well, what i also don't like is somebody else tweeted is like hey we've made the big time and they were all psyched about it and i was like did you read it <laughs> Good Lord. Did you read it? Because just because the New York Times, can we just have that moment where we say, can we stop pretending that just because they say something makes everything special? Also, like, can we be proud enough about ourselves to not care whether or not the New York Times likes or doesn't like our fare? Yeah, like we could have a Stuart Smalley moment right now where we look in the mirror and we say, gosh darn it, we like you, yeah. State Fair. Well, it's clear we like State Fair because we've been talking about Every it day. for seven days. You wonder straight. though why? Like I'm, I'm sitting here holding the Minnesota State Fair history walking tour. Yeah, a two mile tour takes you on twelve different stops. Like 
Why wouldn't she have like maybe done some of that, like the streetcar arch? She that was installed in 1934. She did. I think she might have like. I think she might have. Well, I don't know. The grandstand built in 1909. I mean, that I alone is well, incredible. She mentioned slight bits of history. She did say she stopped at the last thing she did after she was she was so sore and so full was wait 45 minutes in line for Sweet Martha's, which. She was in the wrong line. I have never waited 45 she has minutes. She not listened to this podcast no, and know her I've intel. I've never waited. But I mean, even at the main one done by West End, I've never waited 45 minutes for a cookie. And up north, and then there's she said, not as big of a line. Basically, that they only sell them by the bucket, making us sound like the biggest... Pigs. Yes, <laughs> which I'm not <laughs> denying some stuff. But she did say there was this picture saying they sell them by the bucket. I'm like, or the cone. Like, you can get a small portion. You don't And you can to. take them home and freeze them. Well, We've already had that discussion. And that was her whole thing was like, she's like, well, then I had to get them to go. And I don't know. I, the tone, and maybe I'm worried that I'm a defensive on this. I'm worried that, you know, maybe I'm overreacting, which is possible. <laughs> I'm just it saying. It's possible. All the things I'm saying, I'm just saying. So that's what I want to know. Hey, can I just tell you what's going on tonight? Please. On day seven at the State Fair. It's the Neil Diamond Show. Oh, don't I you said, think? I said, uh, I, I say, I said, something, <laughs> something. You are my friend. I am. I said. There okay, so we have a good mm, yes. person helping me out here. I um, am, he said. Okay, what are some other, like, gonna say around the world, we're coming to America. Is this a karaoke show? Yes. I'm just checking. What's his other super famous song? Um, Sweet Caroline. Caroline. See, we're sitting here at Peg's, the only full service restaurant, and everybody is singing with us. That's what happens at the State Fair that that woman from the New York Times Duncan did not understand. She did not get it. I'm sorry. She needed a guide. She, She needed a guide. She needed to hang out with us. Okay, something quick, because you're a lady of words. Okay. Did you know that if you show your library card today, you get a discount on admission? It's read and ride day. That is so sweet. Yes. Not only that, but do you know what's going on in Dan Patch Park with Read and Ride Day? Uh, Holy no. buckets, you guys. There's a ton of stuff. They have a they have a uh, storybook fortune teller. So what you can do is go to this fortune teller, and she's going to ask you a series of questions. And you sort of, sort of answer the questions about what you like to read, who are your favorite authors, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the genres, maybe what you like to eat. All, I mean, all these things. And then she pulls out the perfect book for you, like the title of the book that you should read next. Oh, we could do this, Stephanie. I know. Wow. I feel like we should go down to Dan That's Patch like and do a that. reading horoscope. It's exactly what it is. It's a fortune teller. Okay, that could be our state fair story of the day. Yep. You just never know. She also also down in Dan Patch, they've got um, a story mobile. They've got this solar powered story mobile that's kind of roving around, I think. And what it does is like it's got paper, it's got iPads, it's got all sorts of fun stuff that you can do to tell your state fair story. Actually, all right. So there's, I mean, like the 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 read and ride day at the fair is for book smarty lovers. Amazing. So Stephanie has a pin on today. It's a pin that we've seen before. It, I'm Skyrider die folding back through them now. Okay, uh, so that is a slogan we've seen before. Um, just want to tell you what the special is here at the Peg at the State Fair's only full-service restaurant in case you happen by as we wrap up here. And then I want to comment that you can use credit cards here, so that's yeah, awesome if you you're out here. you need to tip here. in cash. Uh, Miss Peggy is the special with hash browns topped with green pepper, onion, sausage, bacon, two scrambled eggs, gravy, and a biscuit. That's for breakfast. But sorry, no substitutions. Right. For the lunch slash dinner specials, 
They've got the loaded fries this year, which is topped with barbecue pork, coleslaw, sauce, and ranch. Oh, barbecue sauce and ranch. That could be a good saucy situation. I'm not feeling that one. I'm just telling you. Oh, I I mean, I just don't want ranch with my barbecue sauce. I'm just... And if you can't do substitutions, (laughs) can I say, can you hold? I don't know. Maybe I can put put it on on the side. side. Um, just letting you know a couple other things. The Agrolympics are continuing. Yesterday was the celebrity animal calling, and okay. today is the wool pack orama, wherein celebrities have to pack as much wool in a wool bag as, as quickly as possible. These Who are things. Said celebrities, and why aren't we there? I don't know. She says with a mouthful uh, of food. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're not. Maybe we have no manners. We didn't make the list. <laughs> They're worried what we might say. Here's here's the thing. Of, yeah, I don't know. But it's, maybe we'll get on the docket next year. Here's the thing that is the most crazy that is happening, you guys, out at the fair today. And I would hope that you can come out and see it. It is the Bee Beard Demonstration. For the 20th consecutive year, Gary Reuter, apiary scientist at the University of Minnesota Bee Lab, will perform the daring feat of placing 10,000 honeybees on the faces of two willing volunteers. Forming a living bee beard. Would you do it? Can you stand it? I want to do it. I don't think I could. I totally could. I I think they they would would sense the fear in me and they would absolutely kill me in a heartbeat. I could totally do that. I'm not afraid. You of should maybe. You know, it's it's totally at the. uh, (laughs) It's in the Ag Hort building. It's at 1 p.m. It's right in the honeybee area. All right. I know. We it's do it. University of Minnesota, uh, Minnesota Department of Etymology Bee Lab. I mean, it's it's a, a thing. Bee beard. Though, even if you can't do it, to watch it has got to be that something. That is pretty amazing. I just, I don't, I'm, no. <laughs> She's rubbing her neck. She's like, I don't know. I just think bees. that I would like twitch. I would do one. I, I know it would be like a totally, they're like, oh, God, people don't usually die from this. And then that would be me on the floor, dead. Did you uh, get a review la- of last night's En Vogue show? Because it was apparently amazing. Oh, both nights. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. Yeah. Never they are amazing. Yeah, they, had, they did a great had job. serious stuff. Tons of free music out here at the State Fair. We oh, talked the about Oh, Kates are out here. Oh, which the, uh, that's awesome. The Sisters of Swing are playing over in the West End, which is a great Andrew Sisters kind of band. And Clay Walker in Banshell tonight. And Line of Kugels, if you like country music, oh, he's a classic. He's that's great. awesome. Okay, the Annie Mac band, by the way, she's a great singer. She's a great uh, songwriter, singer. She's playing in the bazaar for Happy Hour before the Neil Diamond show. Okay, so that's where you start but, and lay your bass. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you that Billy Johnson is playing up at the Hangar tonight, and I think he's here another couple nights. Billy Johnson is just one of those guys who I've seen at the Narrows and I've seen at different bars, and he just knows how to play the right songs that puts you in a good mood and you Fun. sing along, and it's just it's a great performance. So. Pre-game for your grandstand show yeah. right there. There you go, kids. All right, that is the Day seven. podcast on a stick. Have a great day. Ciao.